0: yeah we're back again i clicked the wrong sound effect but we're just gonna roll with it all right i mean there's no point at this point we
1: we just talked about that i was kind of curious where we're going with it i
0: feel like it's just a better set for us so yeah here we are we're back again with another episode of the neon belly podcast it's me john that's right and you got brandon and no nate no nate it's different today which is why I just clicked the wrong button, and we're cool with that. We're just going to do running. our own thing. I mean, there's no reason not to run with it. Nope. So, yeah. So, we're jumping into this. It's, it's going to be a fun journey, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm excited. Yeah. So, Brandon. Yes. Let's jump into the type of day, type of weekend we had, man. Oh, man. It was a busy one. Yeah. So, we had, we starting it Friday. We
1: had, we had a pretty busy day. We had a rehearsal dinner. Right. So, we went through that, and we kind of went through the steps, made sure we know what we were doing. And then coming to Saturday, and it was an all-day thing, right? The wedding, mm-hmm. so going from basically two o'clock to like ten,
0: right? Wedding, so how confident did you feel leaving the rehearsal? Like you feel like, oh, I got this. Not too many steps for it.
1: I, I felt and, fine, right? Yeah, the only thing that made me nervous was when I was the first one to have to walk out with with the uh, when, mm-hmm. when they announced the bridal parties, right? Yeah, because right. I had to like set the tone there.
0: Yeah, I mean, were you nervous about your dance moves?
1: Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, I was not confident at all about that. You pr- <laughs> did
0: you practice some in the mirror? Like, how does this look? How does
1: no? Like, because I'm just at the point now where I just completely own the fact that I can't dance in any facet whatsoever. Mm. So I just yeah, I just let people know up front, like it isn't going to look good. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just not going to be good.
0: Yeah, man, Nathan's wedding was a, a spectacle. Um, had a great time. Um, excited for him and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob did hit me with a funny. Um, he said that. If you end up slipping and saying the F word, yes. you're, um, what you should have to do is have a dance battle against Kyle.
1: Yeah, so what he told me was I should pick. I can either do a dance battle against Kyle or we could do like a little sing-off type thing mm. where we have to sing a song
0: back and forth. I feel like you'd pick singing because Four Shots In, you was ready for karaoke.
1: Yeah, that's, I don't know. They both sound equally terrible. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like Four Shots In, I could do either. Mm. But if I don't have any alcohol, then it's yeah, it's
0: gonna be a rough decision. Yeah, I could say that. Um, well, more on the wedding. The food was good. The Food was awesome. I love me some big hoffas. Yeah, DJ was good. DJ was awesome. The songs were going all night. Mm-hmm. I danced most of the night. I probably first like probably thirty songs. The playlist was fantastic. Yeah, like, it kept it going.
1: Yeah, every song.
0: Um, and it's funny as the DJs were telling like Nate Nash, cause I was talking to them earlier this morning and it's like, it's probably the most fun we've had in a long time, <laughs> you know, wed- well, and I get it though. Cause a lot of weddings just don't let loose like that anymore. You might have, you know, little kids dancing and like two mm-hmm. or three drunk people, but not necessarily, I mean the whole bridal party was pretty much up right. there for most of the night. Yeah.
1: Even the DJs were, they were back there getting oh, it yeah, in their yeah. little corner and they, <laughs> they were came fun. out and joined us. So. Yeah. Yeah. They were having some fun too. You can't
0: beat that. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for Nate. I mean, he did kind of prioritize that over this, so
1: Yeah, yeah. I know he's got his trip. He's where are they going? They're
0: going to South Carolina. That's right, yeah.
1: So they got they're gonna be out for the week, but he should be back for next yeah. week.
0: I mean if he's not then we just keep carrying this team like yeah. we always do. We'll
1: just keep doing what we're doing.
0: I mean he gets the shine. He's like LeBron, he gets the shine. Yeah, but, like all the credit. But I mean, let's see. Let's be honest here. Like who's carrying it? Yeah. I get sh- it. We're the supporting supporting cast, but people come to see us. Yeah. So we're putting in the labor. So, yeah, so we're going to congrats, obviously, to Nate, but we got some stuff to talk about. No fights this weekend, so it's going to be a little bit of a lighter episode, but we still have a slobber knocker of a a fight night this weekend. Mm -hmm. We have Kelvin Gastelum and Jared Cannoneer. Excited to see this one. Man, um, we got, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy because, you know, with Gastelum, if you look at his last, like, five fights, right, the top, you know, top heap of the whole division. A lot of them last second fights, mm-hmm. you know, two of them being, you know, five round fights. And so you got Adesanya, obviously the, you know, fight of the year. Right. You go to Darren Till, close decision. get subbed by Hermanson, beat your boy Heinish and then, <laughs> you know, losing to Robert Whitaker. So he's probably in a position to where, you know, I think right now he's ranked number
1: nine. Okay.
0: You lose that.
1: But yeah, it just makes it hard, though, right? Because like you said, his 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 last few fights they've all been all been against the top. Like his last one was Whitaker, right? Mm-hmm. And Whitaker's up next for a title.
0: Yeah, but it's tough when if you lose this, you're one one of six.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it, but it, that's one of those. things It's just one of those things too, right? Where like if you dig a little deeper and look at the fights, it's like, ah, oh, man, he just he's kind of trying to put himself out there, and it's just not really going for him.
0: Well, and it's tough when you have like you know you have some guys on the way up. You know, we're going to talk about later, but, like, you know, Edmund Shabazzian has a fight coming up. He's number 11. He gets back on track. It'd be hard to keep Gastelum above him yeah. and, you know, some of these other guys coming up. So, I don't know. But and then we come over to Kananir, and he's had a pretty impressive run as well. Um, obviously losing his last fight to Robert Whitaker, but before that, KO, TK Owen Hermanson, Anderson Silva, mm. David Branch. His last loss before that was Dominique Reyes. So right, and he
1: did he get finished in that fight or was that decision? Yeah, loss? he got
0: finished. Okay, but I mean that's going up. Yeah, I'm, fighting a guy who right.
1: Well, because he started it. Uh, oh, you're talking about ranking. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, his journey is kind of interesting too because he started it. He started a heavyweight. Yeah, he's worked his all the way down. Worked his way all the way down. Yeah, so. he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. You can tell where he used to be. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so you know, you they have a common. Last loss, obviously, in Whitaker, mm-hmm. and both fights kind of look similar where, you know, they were just kind of outclassed. Right. But both of them are still right. You know, Kelvin took a lot of chances, but, you know, Cannoneer is still ranked high, so you, you get this W, and it could put him back in a spot, and for Cannoneer, it just gives him, you know, one more win to maybe put himself, if, if he has a good performance, over like Acosta if he wins, or, mm-hmm. you know, Brunson or Till.
1: I think Kananier coming off with a win is definitely better for the UFC, right? Like, he's going to have way more options, more exciting mm-hmm. fights, um, people he hasn't fought. Yeah. And then you have, you know, because Gaslam, like you said, he's kind of been through quite a few lately, mm-hmm. and they all, none of them really looked great, so.
0: No, and, you know, you have Kananier who's never fought Izzy. Right. And they're running to that situation where it's like a lot of these guys either have or they've lost to the guys that Izzy's already beat, so it makes mm-hmm. it harder to get up. Yeah. Um, but – Cannoneer can play spoiler to like a you know a Till or somebody else that, that you can see they've kind of tried to posture to get up to or even like Rockhold like giving him the Strickland fight like if Canonneer shows up he should do a good do good for himself to try to get up to that title fight
1: yeah and like you said it'd be an interesting one because is he is he's kind of running in that John Jones problem where he's just beating everybody so it's mm-hmm. like who do you give him that's exciting or that deserves it and right you know people aren't going to whine about how you know he was. It's probably going to beat him anyways like nobody wanted to see jones and yawn because everyone thought you know jones is just going to run through him so
0: mm-hmm. well that's a uh, that's our main event man it's i think it's going to be um five rounds it'd be interesting to see how you know a a really big tough can cannoneer can last against uh you know, Kelvin that we know could probably go eight, nine rounds. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to see if, if Gaslin returns to his wrestling because mm-hmm. that's what he was using real heavy against Heinz, and I didn't expect that because, I mean, Kelvin's got wrestling for sure, but I just don't feel like he uses it much, no. and he mm-hmm. definitely pulled it out against him. So is like the guy, I don't know, I, he seems like a guy you definitely don't want to stand there and bang with, so I, I have a feeling we're going to see Gaslin return to that wrestling.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, seeing Uriah Hall a little a couple of weeks ago. You hope that, you know, some of this run for Cannoneer isn't just like happenstance, right? Like obviously the Silva one was weird and then um but the branch was obviously a good win and Hermanson's still a good win too. But, you know, you talk about Reyes down there and then Whitaker at the top. When you get to some of these guys who can put some more strikes together, he looks a little bit different. So Yeah. You know. It'll be interesting. So what do we got going on for the co-main?
1: Okay. So co-main event, we have a matchup between Clay Guida, mm-hmm. who is a you know, living legend. If you don't know Clay Guida, you need to figure out where you're at. <laughs> and um, then he's facing a guy, kind of a newcomer for UFC. He's only got two fights under his belt, Mark Mastin. So let me kind of run through what these guys have, have been doing lately. Clay Guida is coming off of a win over Michael Johnson. The unanimous decision, he kind of wrestled wrestled Michael throughout the entire fight and just held him down, and Michael really didn't have an answer. But it was a good win for Guido. It was kind of putting him back into that, you know, on the right path. So we'll see how this does for him. So the newcomer he's facing right now, Mark Madsen, he's 2-0 in the UFC. And um, neither one of these guys are ranked right now. But this is a big fight for Madsen because he's fighting a name. Mm -hmm. Madsen is a silver medalist in Greco-Roman wrestling, so he's got a big Mm -hmm. wrestling background. Um, His last two fights, he has a unanimous decision victory, and he had a first-round rear-naked choke victory as well. Hmm. So this should be an exciting one Because both of these guys like to push the pace Really really hard And both of them are really exciting grapplers um, right, right. Madsen obviously much more decorated Because he comes from a, that Olympic background he's, he's wrestled in the Olympics He's wrestled through Denmark's national team And other circuits And then Guida who he comes from Alpha Male So we know how much they wrestle mm-hmm. um, Both of these guys love guillotines They have guillotines and other records Both of them So it's going to be a banger
0: yeah, it's always funny seeing people try to solve the puzzle, of like Guida, because you don't, you know, you don't know what to expect. Sure, you think that you might be able to get to that off button, but you can't. It's hard, so hard to put them down. You can't hold them down. No, like, not at all. And you know, the Olympic, you know, um, accolades are good, but sometimes you see in MMA people either don't use it or it doesn't get used to its fullest potential and and you see guys in MMA who are real scrappy and find ways to make MMA wrestling work mm-hmm. really good.
1: What's well, an interesting point so so cuz his silver medal his silver silver medal if i could speak. Silver. Yeah, he he's got a silver medal in Greco-Roman wrestling. So people all who right. don't know, that's that's just upper body. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you're in Greco-Roman wrestling, you're not about allowed to use your legs for trips, you can't shoot. It's all Everything has to be above the waist that you're grabbing, and then you have to somehow return them to the mat just by grabbing mm. above the waist, so right? are talking
0: about clenched stuff. Uh, yes. So um, over-under over, over throws,
1: bear hugs, lateral drops, no, do- no double legs, no single legs, no ankle picks, nothing like
0: that. that Randy Couture. Right.
1: So the question what you brought in was how is it going to translate? That's a great question because it's even. I would say it's probably even more difficult to translate that than it would be like a freestyle-type wrestling, mm-hmm. right? But— I went back and I watched some of Madsen's highlights from when he was at Cage Warriors and through the, the little Denmark circuit he started at, and he's got a lot of crazy throws <laughs> that he's yeah. used in matches. Like he's, he's got a lot of really nice throws, but... Since he's been in the UFC, granted it's only been two, he he hasn't been able to quite do that. He's had some nice takedowns, which were kind of just through double legs and some some clinches where guys just get really tired. He kind of has that pace he'll wear on guys. But outside of that, man, not a whole lot of Greco that we've seen. But you never know. Maybe he just kind of got in his back pocket.
0: Yeah, and it's also interesting because Clay doesn't, like I said, he doesn't let people hold him down. So to get to the point to grab, to go for a throw, it's not going to be easy because this dude is just bouncing around. right. Um, But if he does it,
1: if he's able to get a hold of him and hold him down, man, like I said, this is a good match for him because it's against a name, right? So if he does this against Guida, people are going to kind of know, all right, we got to watch out for this dude because he just held down Guida or did whatever he's going to do. Yeah,
0: and if you're Clay, you know, you lose this, you probably go to that, you know, gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it still kind of is in that. But, I mean, this guy has a good record, so it's not like he's getting a schmo per se. No,
1: but he's young. He's young in the UFC. He's only got two fights, but Guida's also 39. So he's, yeah. he's getting up there in age. So
0: Yeah, and you know, the UFC has a thing for once guys get to a certain point, snip snip. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And he was coming off two losses before he beat um, Michael Johnson. So he's kind of mm-hmm. in that gray area where it's like, are they gonna keep him or not? But I depending on how this fight goes, could tell a lot on yeah. both guys.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a tiring fight. Like when you after you get done watching it, you're just gonna feel like I might need a nap. Yeah. Some of Cause like like I said, if you're looking at two guys who are gonna be, you know, just grinding it out, um, in the grappling department, and then, um, Clay, like I said, who just has a pace that's just almost annoying to watch because yeah. he just never stops. It
1: almost seems more obnoxious. More obnoxious with his hair too. Oh yeah. Like I feel like I feel like if he had short hair, like a buzz cut, it wouldn't seem like he's working that hard. Mm. But because that, because yeah. the hair is constantly like moving, it's just like he's just not. He's just never stopping, right? Because right. the head's always bobbing. Yeah. That's my theory.
0: That could be a maybe he just needs to shave it off. <laughs> Throw people off. There you go. I mean, you see some guys with long hair who feel like they get cheated by, you know, the judges when they block a punch and their hair moves or you know sometimes you see stuff like that that <laughs> Guys feel weird about that.
1: Yeah, I, I've kind of got a weird thing about that too lately. I think even with commentary, do we know if judges, can judges hear commentary when they're watching? I don't think so. Okay, I would hope not because I've I've noticed a big difference. I'll watch fights twice. I'll watch them with commentary mm-hmm. and then I'll re-watch them without the commentary. And they look very different. I mean, when you're watching fights without commentary, it, it seems like a lot of the big strikes that we think are happening and you watch it with no commentary and then you kind of realize oh, that just glanced, or oh, that really missed. But mm-hmm. when the commentators react or the crowd reacts, it just it just kind of appears as if it's a bigger moment, right? So I just wonder sometimes yeah. if that plays into Well, I'm sure it does play into the judges, but that's something I encourage everybody to do too is just start, start watching fights every now and then if you're bored and just watch them without commentary, like ones you've seen before, and see mm-hmm. if you notice any differences without the commentary.
0: Yeah, that could be interesting. I think I've done that, but not necessarily by choice. Like if I'm at work mm-hmm. and I'm trying to like – I've tried to watch some Fight Night fights because you know some of them start early or they're sure. overseas, so I can't hear anyways. So I kind of that that's kind of there, but yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. It'd be definitely be kind of weird for the five round fights. Like if we get to, if it got to like decision, twenty five yeah. minutes in the quiet, is kind of yeah, weird. yeah.
1: That's that's not that's a little different, but yeah. Um, any others like three round fights and sometimes if they end early but regardless like i have a kid now so i have to watch a lot of things on mm. mute
0: <laughs> yeah and that's one of the th- that's one of the things so it's a new new area for me yeah there's um it's a good card man but there's not a lot of names outside of those two we said except for the first fight on the main card where we have alexandre pantoja fighting brandon Royval. and this is a um, this is going to be a really good fight man You're talking about some some high-ranking implications. I don't know how this isn't higher on the card, to be honest with you, but I don't make those decisions. You have Pantoja at number three, and then Brandon's number six. So, you know, obviously you have Askarov up there, um, and Davison, they're trying to get that back with Moreno, but this has a lot of implications for that top spot um, to be right there for a title shot. Yep. So, Pantoja, so who was his last fight? His last fight was right here. Um, uh, that Mikhail Kopp. Okay, it was a new guy, right? Yeah, who's coming in? He looked really good in that fight oh, too. Yeah. His last five, he knocked out that Wilson Reyes, lost to Figueroa, beat uh, I think it's Match now. Yep. Lost to Askarov and then beat that Manil and then for Brandon Royval, his last loss was Moreno. And he's got wins over Kai Kaikara France, Tim Elliott. And then I think those are his wins, like, in the UFC. So those are big names, too. I mean, all three of those. And, I mean, he got knocked out by Moreno, but, I mean, this guy's...
1: It seems like the MMA math, right? Like, he, he loses to Moreno. Pantoja, he beats Moreno, right? He's beating Moreno. So, you have this, like, he beat the one dude, but he lost to the other guy. Mm-hmm. And now we're matching them up. Just, like, it's just... I don't know. It's it's it kind of an interesting little combination
0: there. Yeah, and when you come to Pantoja, man, he lost to to Figueroa and he lost to Askarov, but those are both decisions, and those are the top guys. Yeah, like so e top top
1: of the division, like Figueroa is number one, mm-hmm. and Askarov's number two. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, so he's kind of in that um like a Benavidez type of situation where, you know, he's he's really good to stay up there. Um, but I really love him, man. He was one of my favorite on the episode or on the season of Ultimate Fighter, and uh, with Tim Elliott and him mm-hmm. on there, and, well, and obviously Moreno. Yeah. Um, but this Brandon Roval, man, he's he's no joke. He's five nine, so he's a little tall for a one twenty five. And like I said, I mean, he's got sub wins over Elliott and Kaikara, so he's gonna. But Pantoja is a obviously a black belt, so those subs aren't necessarily guaranteed in those situations, right. but I don't think you get much, much bigger than that for a first fight on a main event card. Like I still don't quite understand it, but there's a heavyweight fight on the main card of two guys, like two newer guys and a lightweight fight. So those are the the three fights that we're definitely going to be looking forward to. So let's do some, some quick pickage okay, for just the main event. Uh, I was lucky enough to snag a video of Nathan giving his pick.
1: So are we updating? You want to update the score real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead, ahead for that. Okay, so right now, me and Nate are still tied. So we're sitting at 49 and 49, and then you are ahead of mm. us by five points. So you're sitting at um, 54. Nice. So, yeah, you're still But it's up.
0: still close. I mean, obviously, we're only going to be, you know, the most you can get from this is three for this week. But we got some pay-per-views coming up. 266 is on the way. And yeah. It's plenty of, plenty of time,
1: but we started this in January, man. We're, co- we're coming up to the last yeah. last stretch of the year here.
0: Yeah, we're gonna figure out what we're doing for the winner and the, and the loser of this whole mm, thing. Yeah, and we haven't quite ironed that out. And then I'm guessing, obviously, probably restart at the beginning of the year because there's not really seasons for the UFC.
1: Sure, yeah,
0: we could probably restart, just do it yearly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like at the end of the year, we can do a
1: reward, an award show or something, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll kind of tack this on. Yeah, but um, next year I will do a better job of tracking everything so we can come back to it because I know you guys have been giving me a lot of crap for
0: that. Yeah, Nathan's so. not a fan of your tracking. Yeah, reality. I know he gets mad at me because I erase it. But so let's 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 get this video going. It's not going to be as good quality because I'm not hooking up my phone and all that. But you're gonna hear some music in the background. That's dancing. Oh, Kelvin Gastelum. Unanimous decision. He said <laughs> he finishes it by saying, "I think I'm in last place, so I get first pick." We're kind of just giving him that based on um, how he stole first pick last week from you. Yeah, you, know you guys were tied. He Completely swooped it. And he just got married, so we'll give that's his, that's his wedding gift from you. Okay, I'll take that. I, I guess. him, so he's taking Calvin Gaslam unanimous decision. So where are you going?
1: I'll with take this? Cannoneer by decision. Mm. I'm gonna play it a little safe. I'm try- I'm trying to play
0: safe, and I've been working out for me. Man. That's tough. I just don't know if he'd outlast Kelvin. Like, I feel like if when you start getting into like third round, I mean, you already made your pick. So now you're making me want to change it though. Oh, dude. You said it out loud, (laughs) put it in the universe. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take Cannoneer, second round, TKO, KO. You think he's going to finish him? He has to. I don't think he wins going the distance. You don't think so? Because he doesn't have, you know, great speed. He's not, you know, this super grappler who's like controlling people. It's mostly knockout power. But he, huh, yeah. but And I mean, unless you're a heavyweight, you usually don't win fourth, fifth round knockouts. Yeah. Gaslam's just so hard to finish. He is, but, you know, you hit the button. I mean, because he is undersized at 85. He just can't quite make 70, I feel like. He's made it work for him at 85, but I think at 70 he would be way better off. He just never figured out. The lifestyle. So
1: I'm going, so the reason I'm kind of basing my pick off this is both these guys just lost to Whitaker. So I'm mm-hmm. going off of their performances against Whitaker. And I think Cannoneer looked
0: less bad, if yeah. that makes No, sense. I mean, it's it's all about what have you done for me lately. So right. I, I, I definitely get that. So that's where, yeah, that's kind of why I'm leaning into oh, that. Yeah. So
1: that's where we're at with that, man. So we're just sticking with that one pick? Yeah, yeah. I
0: okay. mean, because, I mean, for the rest of it, you know, Nate didn't give us nothing, and there's no reason for us to get too far. And for my sake, I don't want to get like fifteen points ahead of him, and then he comes back crying. Yeah, I can understand that. It's the last thing we need. He'd be a married man then. Then I got to deal with his wife. Man, I don't want. No, <laughs> don't, I don't want, want that want, problem. Yeah, I don't want no smoke there. So, <laughs> well, I think that's it for that card. Uh, we got, like I said, we got a light episode because there were no fights. There's not a lot going on in MMA as far as like there was no fights this weekend like that. So we will cover some results uh from PFL. Let's talk about that real quick. All right. Um we had a fight with uh, Rory McDonald and Ray Cooper III um and it was for a chance at the uh, Welterweight Champion in the Grand Prix or their, you know, their season tournament into the finals. Okay, so it was like a semifinal fight. Yeah. And um yeah, man. Uh, Rory's kind of continuing his streak of looking. I mean, the Gleason Tebow decision was horrible, but he didn't look great in that either. So sure. it wouldn't even have got to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just kind of fallen. I don't know if he's falling behind or there's some weird tentative thing going on in his mind, but, you know, he went from this, like, this guy's going to leave and, you know, dominate outside the UFC to just kind of looking. I don't know, man. We we've seen a lot of this though. Like guys, guys leaving UFC,
1: you're getting cut or whatever, and they go to these other divisions, whether it's it's PFL, Bellator, um, what's the other one I'm missing? One. Yeah, one. Like, and and they don't look great. I mean, they don't look bad all the time, but sometimes they get dominated by guys we've never heard of, guys we haven't seen a whole yeah. lot of. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know how much of it's really
0: the that, that Rory's, you know, falling down or slacking. no. That's true, man. I it's tough because like, you know in in terms of like the look of the olympics right mm-hmm. the men's basketball loses the first game to <laughs> france and people are like whoa <laughs> And i mean we've had some years where it didn't quite go like we've had like some bronze there's a team that got bronze in the past like eight years or so in the nba or i mean yeah. not nba yeah basketball yeah wow but what it is is obviously people start catching up talent's more distributed yeah you know people are more exposed to these sports so I think you're seeing with um, some of these other promotions that they've got. I mean, we've seen it in Bellator. There's, they got a couple of guys that you know. I think we could all agree that would be problems for. They'd USC. fit right in. Yeah, yeah, they'd fit right in. And I, I don't think PFL is any different, man. I think Mm-mm. they got a couple guys that this this Ray Cooper. is – I think he's he's from Hawaii. How old is he? Um, I'm not quite sure. He's a little bit older, but he's he's from Hawaii. And his wrestling is just ridiculous, man. He um. He puts a pace on people. He grinds them. And when it comes to the stand-up, because in this fight, in like the third round, when they came out, they kind of started slugging it. And he was getting the best of Rory, and Rory tried to shoot, and it didn't go well. Mm. Um, and he's And he's got a tough fight in the finals, too. I'll, I'll get to that. He's fighting Magomed, or well, another <laughs> Magomed. Magomed, Magomed, Kurimov. There you go. And um, and obviously, you might be looking at like wrestler for wrestler there. You know, yeah, but that's not, That's that Russian wrestling. That's that. Is he? Hey. He's Dagestan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Hawaiian wrestling is looking different in PFL, <laughs> doggy. Hawaiian might be the the Pacific Island version of uh, the Daggy wrestling. Man, I don't know. It's um, it's interesting to say the least. It's growing. Yeah, it's a growing. It's a growing element. Oh yeah, man. Okay. And um, so that you know, you'll see these two go against each other, Ray Cooper and Magomed, and hopefully. Hopefully that fight goes well too, man. I think PFL could use... I mean, Ray Cooper, like I said, he's been killing it the past couple seasons for them. So, you know, it's good to see him get there. It's unfortunate for Rory, but hopefully he can bounce back. You know, with them doing the seasons the way they do it, you know, these losses don't necessarily mean quite as much because, you know, you win four fights in a row next season, you're in the finals regardless of where your ranking is as long as you're into the tournament style.
1: Yeah, I like the tournament style, man. I think it's cool because... We hear this a lot from, like, in terms of UFC UFC specifically is you're only as good as your last fight, right? Mm -hmm. But when you do the seasons like that, it kind of gives guys a little bit of of a kind of a grace, I guess you could say. Like, if Mm -hmm. they have a bad season or a bad string of fights, we reset. So it's not so much of an issue when you have a bad couple fights. You know, people shouldn't necessarily look at you as if you're... You know, you washed up. You're not going to have any success because everything resets. Like you yeah. know, it all resets in terms of how your success is defined. So,
0: yeah, and I, you know, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, it's different. I mean, some guys have a. Sometimes you have an off year, or you know, you have a, some bad luck, and it gives you a chance to to approach every for them every season as a new chance to right. To get there.
1: And it's, with MMA too, like, his guys will switch, you know, you think about things like switching coaches or switching teams and, mm-hmm. and trying to make big changes within your, um, you know, within how you train, essentially. it's I feel like it would be easier to do with the the concept of a season because you know, okay, next season, I can just kind of revamp everything mm-hmm. as opposed to you don't know necessarily when your next fight camp's going to be, you know, you because when you try to make big changes like that, it's hard because your next fight could be, three months down the road, or it could be three weeks down the road. It's not necessarily set. But when you have the season, everything's, to a degree, pretty ironed out. So,
0: yeah, no, it's, you know, as we see these other promotions try things and um, try to just keep on evolving the sport, PFL, you know, we've talked, you know, Nathan's a big fan of their product, obviously. He's Mm -hmm. been a big proponent of that, and I don't think we've necessarily argued that. Mm -mm. Um, And then, you know, their scoring system. Yeah. You know, that's another the thing. The live round scoring. Yeah. They're just bringing a lot of elements in there, just making fights a little bit more exciting. Yeah, and the live scoring is something we've talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. So to see them actually implement it is just more evidence for the cause, right? Like this, mm-hmm. this kind of works. We should maybe try to consider. And it sucks because somebody like Dana just, if he didn't come up with it, he's not a big fan of it. Yeah. If he can't take ownership of it. I mean, we, we've talked about it with, the you know, the eye poke thing with the gloves that, um, was it Trevor Whitman? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that whole little system, and Dana wanted to buy it off of him outright, and he's like, "No, this is my thing. (laughs) I would love to have it in the UFC, but yeah, got to work with me here."
1: What do you think's next for the UFC in terms of like, okay, let's say Dana, let's say Dana just disappears or something, right? Mm -hmm. Who who takes over?
0: Man, when you're, I feel like when you're owned by a big company like that, you might move into just like some type of figurehead type of thing. What do you mean? Like, a, just somebody in the company who gets kind of pushed up. I know they talk about that lawyer dude. Um, what's his name? The one who
1: does all the contracts. Yeah. Um, I cannot remember his name. I can't either.
0: I know people obviously have had some problems with him. Um, but, like, somebody like that where the overhead. I mean not to say that they can't control Dana White, quote unquote, because
1: Well a lot of people talk about how Dana is such a, is a fantastic promoter. Do you yeah. think that, that really do you think that what we see from the UFC in terms of the promotion, do you think of that that is all Dana? Or do you think a lot of that's really other guys and Dana just is kinda, mm. you know, getting that
0: credit? I would say I would say Dana just because he's never gotten like I mean he's he's the one constant in everything they've done. They've had different ownership with their Fertita brothers selling and you know, they've gone from working with Fox and then now to Disney and you know, they've been on Spike, like they've been in all these different places and been successful and the one constant in that well as far as you know, I don't know all the background things, like who else is working outside of like some of the other matchmakers like the Sean Shelby's and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Do you think that the UFC is better with or without Dana at this point? Like, do you, th- do you think if they had, like, a—let's call it a break from Dana White for, like, six months, do you think they'd do pretty well? Um, or do you think it'd be good for the company, or do you think they'd start kind of spiraling?
0: I think it would depend on how—if you look at Dana White, how you look at a president. Ooh, interesting concept. Because when you look at—okay, Joe Biden now, if you don't know that other people have way more say in, you know, most of decisions— you would say, "Oh, he's responsible for all of this." Mm-hmm. But when you know the actual logistics of it, you know how much you know Congress, Senate control, you know Supreme Court make a lot of decisions that he has little to you know little say so over. Sure. So if you look at Dana White as the guy who's making all these decisions and all this is his fault, like a commissioner, like in like um, football, you got Robert or yeah, you got Roger Goodell if you look at him as like that, where he's making all the decisions and all the good stuff is for him and all the bad stuff is for him, then you might, it could be interesting. Yeah. But if you look at it, if you look at him as like he's just the mouth who's, you know, sp- saying what's actually going to be happening. Right, the representative, so right, to speak. yeah. Then it's like, well, it probably wouldn't be much different. Yeah. So
1: I mean, it's just we, we've never known a world where the UFC's been around like this and Dana hasn't been a part of it, so yeah. it's just hard to think
0: of how it's gonna look. You know, and when you think about it, the only other um entertainment lane that has something like that is wrestling. With McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Vince has been I know people've you know I know your brother's going to be hype about, talking about <laughs> this, but I know people have been waiting for Triple H to take over for a long yeah. time, but Vince is still kicking.
1: But that's even with that, though, like Vince has people lined up. Like we kind of know yeah. to a degree what's going to happen with WWE once he's gone. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what's going to happen when Dana's gone. No, nothing.
0: And, and like I said, it's when you're owned by such a big company over that, I mean, yeah. all these celebrities have. You know, stake in the company. You might have Mario Lopez is the next Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> they thrown him up. Yeah, yeah. They, Justin Bieber's out here announcing fights and stuff, um, you know, geez. taking care of the media, then doing concerts right after. During. Oh yeah. Intermission. Be- <laughs> hey, I hope you guys like that song. Um, I also want to let you guys know, uh, we got some fights coming up. John Jones and such and <laughs> such.
1: Oh man, who who knows, man? Right. It's just, it's just you, that's the thing, man. I just you have no idea what what can potentially happen with it.
0: So I'm just curious. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting time when things get to there. But you know, it always ends up happening. Nobody's bigger than everything. So right, man. Time, time beats everybody. We're also moving on from that. We're gonna jump into some Bellator. Had a really big fight, a really big fight Friday with Gegard Mousasi, defeating John Salter via TKO punches at the two o seven mark of the third round to keep the middleweight title. Nifty. He's still winning, man. The guy, uh, he just, before that, he beat uh, Douglas Lima for the vacant middleweight mm-hmm. title. And um, obviously, Lima was going up to try to do the double thing because he was the welterweight. He was trying to go up. Um, but, man, musasi he's one of those guys that I feel like when you go back and you start looking at his like track record, his career, his wins, he's going to be a top, like one of them Hall of Fame type guys from pride, you know, moving all the way up going through everything essentially oh yeah man
1: like all the different levels you can
0: i mean the dude's 48 and 7 yeah it's not a bad record 6 and 1 in bellator like it's crazy um also on that card uh there was a a guy what was it rufion stots he beat magomed Magomedov. <laughs> unanimous decision 29 28 30 27 30 27 Dang. And then he comes out and just starts calling out everybody. Um, I can't remember. Somebody tweeted about it and was like telling him, like, hey, bro, you need to calm down. Basically kind of doing what A.J. McKee did when he went. Uh, okay. He said, you know, I could beat whoever is, Holloway. Yeah, I, I could beat anybody in my weight class. He kind of did the same thing, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, when you're coming off a win like that, you're going to have some adrenaline. You're going to be excited
1: and want to mm-hmm. get yourself out there. So,
0: Also on that card, we had... Um, a teammate of John Jones, Davion Franklin, winning in 21 seconds over a guy named Everett Cummings. So it's always interesting to see, you know, you you talk about you are who you train with for the most part for some guys. You know, that's yeah. going to rub off that level of of competition and fighting and skill, rub off, because if not, you're just going to be a punching bag every day. Yeah. So you kind of have to get better. I mean, the best
1: example I can think of would be Artem and Conner. Mm-hmm. Or I guess you could say and Habib, right? It'd be mm-hmm. another
0: one to look at. Yeah. No, that would be another one that would be uh, who are like that. But it's just interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see if he makes some more. If this dude just makes some noise on that same level. Yeah. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Like, and I think we've talked about it before. Like, Anderson's main train partner for a while was Khalil Roundtree. And he made some splashes at first and then it just wasn't quite all the way there for him um, I moving think, forward.
1: I think with John, too, he's kind of a special case. I think, a lot of people have trained at Jackson's and then when John sort of came onto the scene, it's like a lot of people started leaving Jackson's mm-hmm. and I wonder how much of that's And this is, it kind of sucks for John cause it's just, it's just a, um a result of his skill right but they mm-hmm. have to kind of pour so much into him cuz he's like their big success at this point where they just can't give that attention to a lot of those other newer guys so mm-hmm. you know with this with this kid who just knocked out the guy in 21 seconds like it's awesome like I'm it's great for him but I'm curious to know how much you know how much attention is he going to be getting when John Jones is in the room right
0: yeah so I mean, but you also kind of, for those guys, you get a couple wins and you start making noise in that promotion. If they can add a champ, you'll start getting a little bit of more rep, especially with John Jones not fighting currently. Yeah. and Incent- We're not, we're not going to get into it right now. Don't we're going to get into it. it. We'll probably have to get into it when we get into the news, like right now. Right button that time. I know. I kind of practiced it with the volume low because <laughs> I can't mess up twice. There so. you go. What do you got for us, Brandon? Let's talk about some of the stuff you got, because I got a gang of random stuff over here.
1: Okay, so the first thing I had was Habib, my guy, signing with a soccer promotion. Yeah. Foot, football. Okay? So this is a promotion, or it's a, yeah, it's a promotion called FC Legion Dynamo. Mm-hmm. So- Nate's much more into the soccer than I am, so he may have a he may have some more insight into this specific promotion, the FC Legion Dynamo. I don't know much about it aside from it's in Russia and it's like a third tier, yeah. so it's not very big. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty small promotion, but it's a professional league. Yeah, so it's just kind of a good. It's be to me, it's the equivalent of a regional circuit for fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of a way for him to get his foot in the door, see how he does. Is he going to perform well? What position is he going to play? And mm. just see how things pan out. But He's a pretty massive star, right? In, in any other part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's pretty big here in the in the states, but especially if you go into you know Russia, like just Europe, it, it's he's huge. So mm-hmm. this is going to be good for soccer in general. Um, but I'm curious to see how he does.
0: Yeah, I, it's, you're talking about like Michael Jordan playing baseball. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait, when you say that, my my mind just instantly goes to um, the Space Jam scene. Uh, but, right. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: <laughs> no, but like. Um, I did talk to Nate at breakfast about it because he hadn't, he hadn't seen it obviously because okay. he's been so busy. Um He he compared what that team would be is like Indy Eleven.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, you're not
0: quite into the big leagues, but if you played good enough, you could probably get your team there. Yeah, it's so like a regional, like yeah. a regional fighter, right? And then I was talking to him, I was like, that "Does make it interesting because there is some other MMA stars who are good at soccer as well." Are you trying to fight Connor? No, I'm talking about Jose Aldo. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> who was, like, before he went on this last run, was thinking about retiring and basically playing, like, trying to get onto, like, the national team in Brazil type he of played stuff. He played as a youngster, yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And another one that Nathan brought up was Kenny Florian. I guess he was really good at soccer. Didn't know that. Didn't know that either. No uh, idea. Who's uh, Who's one fighter that you would love to see play soccer? Like, just for the aesthetic aspect yeah. or because I think they might actually do well. Give me, give me two. Give me one who would just be funny to see out there who I'd imagine is probably a heavyweight or somebody <laughs> old and then give me somebody who'd be like, yo, if this dude, like just from how he's built and how he plays, he'd probably be a beast.
1: Okay, so two that I think would actually perform well that I would love to actually watch. One would be Connor mm-hmm. and another one yeah. would be Izzy. Oh, yeah, bro. So those two I think will be really fun to watch because they probably have some low-key skill that I have no idea. Well, you
0: think about, like, Izzy, he dances, like, the footwork. yeah. And then you know, obviously we talk about kicking power. Mm-hmm. Real lanky can probably he's probably super fast. Like obviously you never see fighters like run sprints, right? But gosh, like with his legs and stuff, I imagine his stride is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And from where he comes from, I, I'm sure he's played a little bit. Oh yeah.
1: Um. Let's, okay, so somebody that I don't think would do well, man, but it would be of, funny to watch. But it would be fun to watch. Oh, man, that's kind of a tough. Probably a bigger guy. I feel and, like the first easy, like low hanging fruit, is Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking uh, Greg Hardy. Oh, he was kind of saying that, but he's a pretty good athlete. So yeah, I feel like no, he might he, do okay. That's what
0: with DC. Can you just imagine him as like a goalie?
1: <laughs> they should do. They should do because him and Habib are such good friends. They should do a little penalty shootout. Oh
0: we need to get that going. Mix that up. Any sport. I want to see them play basketball against each yeah, other. The daggy basketball <laughs> where they're like tackling <laughs> each other. <Yeah. laughs> Soccer, throwing
1: footballs, whatever. Yeah. Like I'd watch them. I I don't watch them do anything. I watch home them golf, run derby, bowl, frisbee. Can you imagine them bowling? <laughs> the trash talk in between.
0: <laughs> DC, uh, you're nothing.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good one. But yeah, okay. So I'll say DC. Yeah, DC be a yeah. great one to watch. Be Roy fun. Nelson. Yeah, Roy well, Nelson would be good. He'd have to do a shirtless though. Right, I wouldn't right. allow him to wear a jersey.
0: Now there is certain to get away from the heavyweights because I feel like I said that's low hanging fruit. There's certain personalities who in soccer for me would be hilarious. Mike Perry. Yeah,
1: he'd be a good one. So some of these 2 we'd have to do him like mic'd up. Oh yeah, like you'd have to let them play miked up. So he's
0: one of them. Like yeah. Mike, Mike Perry. Perry would be hilarious.
1: Soroni uh, would be cool.
0: <laughs> Diego Sanchez, <laughs> <laughs> that dude's probably out here doing crazy stuff.
1: Yep, doing uh, like rituals before the before the match, which that's not too. That's a pretty common soccer mm-hmm. thing, anyways. But so he might just fit in.
0: Yeah, and it's weird because like the heavyweights would be funny. I feel like the light heavyweights would be good, just not quick enough to like be competitive. But I think middleweight is when you start getting into that level of probably speed and... Just great athletes. Yeah. So you get,
1: like, Whitaker and Izzy and those oh, yeah. guys. Vittori. I feel like something like Usman would be... Oh,
0: man. Just a workhorse. Yeah. Ooh, Colby Covington. Oh, yeah. That'd be, <laughs> <laughs> be in USA! US. He'd be on a, a different country team just wearing a USA jersey <laughs> out of spite. But he's another one he'd have to have mic'd up. Oh, yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. You know what? It's funny that now that I've said this, I would really love to see a lot of these MMA guys, like, race. Like, see who's putting together, like, 40 times. Just a foot race? Yeah. We talked about this a
1: little bit. We talked about, like, the MMA Columbine. Yeah. Right? Or is that, is that what it's called? Combine? <coughs> combine. Combine, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. I don't watch football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, yeah, like, an MMA combine would be really cool just to see them do, I don't know, like you said, a 40, and then see them bench, and then, yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, scaly, man, it would be,
0: it would be real interesting, because it'd be, because, like, I would imagine a lot of the things like Francis would be ridiculous oh, at a geez. lot of these things. He's another one actually. He'd probably play some soccer, cause oh, he probably plays some Oh yeah, he, in one of his embeds he was playing a little bit. Right. Um, with one of the kids. Can you imagine like having a penalty shot against him and you're just standing in in the goalie spot like? Oof. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't want to do that. This guy sends one by my head and it's a wrap. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, he would be. Oof, that would be rough. Got anything else over there in the news? Or you want me to jump into something? Uh, the only other thing that really was significant
1: to me was just the Connor stuff. Yeah, just he's just still on his on his train, man. Kind of tweet after tweet. So th- I think the most recent was the ones he sent at DC, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to necessarily get into him detailed details because there's a lot of words I just am not allowed to say on here. <laughs> but essentially, he was degrading DC, saying that he was a terrible commentator, showing up drunk. Um, he was biased and because he's friends with with dustin poirier and then he's just basically terrible at his job um mm. so just as much as he can calling out um dc for for what he does in the commentary on the mic but it, it's just one of those things man i don't there was no real way to any of it like i think this is just him grasping for straws like i, I don't know what he's doing I haven't heard anything about if he's fighting somebody next, or in terms of like his injury, where he's at with that recovering. All I know is just the negative <laughs> stuff that I'm in hearing regarding his tweets, and so I, I don't know, man.
0: So based on your, you know, your knowledge of, you know, even just your job in general, do you have any ideas of, you know, what is causing this spiral? Do you think it is just the, Shh. the? I mean, you don't have to go too deep, but just even just like, do you think it is just you know, losing like that in front of people, do you think it's, you know, f- him feeling like, you know, this is it, like, I've lost it, and I gotta... Because, like, when he, especially the DC tweets, he kept on harping on the one thing of him being drunk, at, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest fight ever, mm-hmm. still tying him to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And when usually when you see somebody who's arguing with somebody and they only go back to one point, it's like that desperation that... That's all you have. Yeah. Is that one little thing to point mm-hmm.
1: out. Yeah, I... I don't know. It's tough because obviously we don't know what Connor's doing behind Mm -hmm. closed doors. Right. We're just speculating. But if I'm just speculating, um, what I would say is he he's in a position that he's never really been in before where he can't. Like he can't just get a fight right now. Mm -hmm. Right. He's injured. So it's not like he can text Dana, Hey, give me this person on this date, right? We don't know when he's gonna be back. We don't know. All you've heard him talk about is wheelchair fighting. Yeah. Which he's doing that charity thing, which good for him. I'm glad he's doing that. Mm -hmm. But I just really think that this is a place Connor's never been before. He's been beaten before, but every other time he's been beaten, he's been class he's been a classy guy about it. He's taken it well, he's came back and he's recuperated. But this was just different and i don't know how much of it's because of the injury or because it was the second time he's lost um or what but a lot of a lot of connor is his image and mm-hmm. he's he's no stranger to having a, an image that's not necessarily in in the positive right because we've got you know he's had scandals he's broken people's phones he's done all also he's jumped into the cages and pushed them he's done all sorts of things punching them mm-hmm. guys in bars but it's never really been an, an issue nobody's ever really batted an eye at it until now and again mm-hmm. i don't know this i think it's just even that i think is almost just pushing him more because he's used to people not even really caring what he's saying mm-hmm. but now people are like oh hey you know that's really bad that he's saying this stuff so i just think he doesn't really know how to react and this yeah. is what we're seeing
0: yeah it's unfortunate man because you know there's not very many guys who sell fights like him yeah i mean if you can if you're not going to give him any other credit you have to give him that and,
1: yeah. and i would have gave him the credit before too if he's he's a he's a Good loser. He doesn't lose often, but when yeah. he does, he takes it well. But even that, like, he's not doing that. He's not doing that anymore.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, um, you know, a lot of fighters have bad slides and they have to kind of recalibrate and get back to it. So he's when he's in involved in MMA, it's a little bit more exciting because, like I said, you either want to see him win or you love to see him lose when you I'm get to those type of areas. Yeah, I'm definitely the latter. But <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. So yeah, no, that's nah. It is what it is, man. Yeah. So that's what I got, man. So okay. I got. I got some interesting stuff for you I want to hit you with. Uh, Luke Rockhold did an interview talking about um, all these guys thinking that they could, uh, who was it? It was, uh, I'm trying to remember who said it. Somebody had mentioned trying to, gra- it was uh, Ortega. I think it was Ortega. Talking about grappling him? Yeah. It was Ortega or somebody had mentioned wanting to grapple him, but uh, it was Josh Thompson was saying that uh, <laughs> he said Habib has over 250 Sambo fights. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, kind of. On agree. the amateur level. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, you don't think that he was working on submissions as a kid, like leg locks, arm bars. They've been doing it forever. He said, "Uh, yeah, he's like, obviously with that type of acumen. And then he said, when people talk to me about, you know, Habib's ability. I'm like, you guys don't understand. He's not on the bottom, but his sweep game is one of the best. Same thing with Islam. They're very similar. They have great X-guard sweeps to get back to their feet, and they've got a great hook sweep that gets them back on top. They're good in all those areas. So this is Josh Thompson saying this? Yeah. And he's saying it to uh, Ruckle? No, he's saying it. I, I I just got him, and he was doing a, was doing a podcast with John McCarthy. He just mentioned that people saying that they wanna, like they want to, like, grapple with Habib because they think... Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Okay. I mean, because everybody thinks that that's, like, the the way to, like, they want to test themselves against him. Yeah. I don't know, man. If you go back,
1: like, Habib specifically, you you can go back and look at a majority of his um, fights when he was fighting in Russia. Mm-hmm. And he was on his back a few times. I mean, he's got a lot of triangle victories off his back. He's got a lot of funky stuff. Yeah. Um. Actually, there was a video that I just saw yesterday. I think it came out a few days ago. Islam and Zabit were competing mm. against each other in a combat sambo match. Damn. And Islam was on the bottom for a lot of that. But his bottom game, it wasn't just closed guard and hold. I mean, there's good hit movement. You can see him going for sweeps. Um it's a good all around match. I mean I, yeah, as much as I think that people are, are onto something in terms of wanting to grapple Habib, I just I think that there is some there's some underrated bottom stuff for him and mm-hmm. Islam and a lot of those guys. I just thought the
0: whole Like the specifics of them having like an X guard sweep, like yeah, you know, training that. It's just funny to think of all the good things that they do. Like that's like one of their like go tos. It's just it's just interesting to see people's like games like that. Especially when
1: Habib has worn a shirt that says something like Sambo is better. Oh, if Sambo was easy, it would be called Jiu Jitsu. (laughs) Yeah, like like completely not a Jiu Jitsu guy, but oh yeah, but you kind of have to, right, for MMA. So.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a, just a funny little little snippet. And then like I said, with you know, with Islam we're trying to see, you know, as he's progressing. It's just you know, you see a lot of lumping them two together. So Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he, you know, fills out that legacy. Um I got an interesting quote here. Santiago Pozzanibio wants the main event against Benel Muhammad to beat him up so he learns to keep his mouth shut. Mm. That's one way to try to get a fight. Yeah. He said Bilal and I can do a main event, a five-round fight. I'll beat him up a lot so he learns to keep his mouth shut. His last fight, wow, it was so boring. I was there and watched it live and people wanted to see blood and punches to the face and I'll give them that. Sounds like a good fight. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be against it. Bilal needs
1: somebody. Yeah. Um, cuz he just beat Maya. Mhm. But we kind of that was Maya's last fight so we're
0: kind of eh. Yeah. Um, Pontimio is he ranked? Um, I'm not sure if he's ranked yet, but I, I don't know if you remember, but his last fight, he got, like, his leg kicked out early, and then, or, like, he had some weird injury with his leg, and just, like, bounced back, and was just, like, throwing hands, and, like, hmm. basically kind of turned it into a brawl. Yeah, I mean, if somebody wants to fight Bilal, I feel like he needs to take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, just think I mean, there's not a lot of people calling him out, not necessarily right. completely because they're afraid of him, but he just hasn't built up his his stock as high. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's not, people don't see... They're like they're getting much out of it. I mean I would
0: I think the Maya fight helped him a little bit, but he's just mm-hmm. still not quite there. So I also seen uh Masdavall called out Gilbert Burns. He says, I don't know, man. Jorino's calling me out. If we can make it pop with him or Leon or any of those guys, it gets me closer to the belt and Gilbert Burns just tweeted, Let's do it. That's a good one.
1: I'm trying to think so Leon, he's does he have a fight right now? mm. Okay, so we got Colby Usman. Masvidal wants Burns. Burns is coming off
0: that fight against Thompson. And the only guy stopped, like obviously, you have like a Nate Diaz who wants to fight at 170. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, Luke who just won, obviously. I think what you should do is probably give Luke a to Masvidal.
1: I don't know. I feel like Luke a deserves yeah. that fight. I, I, so does, I mean, Burns is, he he looked pretty
0: good in his last they fight. They together. Oh, that's right. They do. That's what I'm saying. It's such a weird, it's such a weird division because obviously you have a lot of talent up there, but you know, you have got almost everybody's either trained together at one time or do still currently. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. That's why you gotta kinda that's why I like Leon and I hope he does get, you know, the next shot. And I would hold out if I was him. Yeah. I mean as much bad luck as he's had. Eight or nine and oh, something yeah, like dude. that. But I just thought that one was interesting. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um I got some more here. We got Paige Van Sant. Uh, reveals mental health struggle after latest loss. Everyone expects me to lose, and everyone expects me to fail.
1: Spend less time on social media. That's yeah. my advice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, you know,
0: she t- she goes there, you know, kind of back talks. or Not bad talks, but basically says, you know, I make more money on this, that, and the third than the UFC was paying me, and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It hasn't looked great going to bare knuckle. And it seems like the owner is – like, still has faith in her, per se, as, like, a sell, but she needs to start getting some wins because he's probably paying her pretty well. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's
1: hard. Like, mental health is an interesting concept, especially in MMA. Like, there's, mm-hmm. lots, you know, going back to the Connor thing, it's just, I think it's becoming less of a taboo to kind of talk about and get into because I think it definitely plays a big role. So, mm-hmm. I'm interested to, I mean, hopefully she figures it out and she can get some sort of help or find somebody that can kind of na- help her navigate that, but... Yeah, man. I mean, I just know that she, a lot of her shtick right now is through the social media stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'd imagine that's a big part of where that comes from.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, you know, seeing Chad Mendez go there now instead of staying with the UFC yeah. and things like that, you know, it'll be interesting to see if these guys, you know, get a couple losses and then get cut. And now they got to find their either way back to a UFC or, you know, go, do you go in the undercard, like under circuit of bare knuckle <laughs> where you end up in somebody's yard? Or- I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Poirier has been trying to get. Seems like he's positioning for a Nate Diaz fight.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing stuff about that. So I think Diaz Diaz's last tweet was something towards Poirier, right? Yeah, calling I think him so. A, calling him a B word. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I
0: don't know. It's, I, it's interesting.
1: I yeah, want to see Oliver him fight for. Right the, yeah, yeah, I want yeah, to like, fight for the title. Like, I want to know what. I don't know if Poirier's come out explicitly and said what he wants or what he is doing, but. Like, if he plans on retiring very soon, okay, like, go for the go for the Diaz fight. But, I mean, you're next in line for the title.
0: <laughs> well, and, and it's weird because, I mean, obviously I'm not saying he's ducking Oliveira because this guy fights anybody. Right. But, you know, if he took that, this would be the second time he's stepping away from a chance to fight Oliveira for the belt. Right. He's bypassed. it. <sighs> and I don't know if it's a respect thing or just wanting more money. or At that point, it
1: can't be a money fight. I don't think that with Connor, okay, I get it. Like that's a different type of money,
0: but I don't think Diaz brings that quite. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's interesting. Uh, I do have one for you. I mean, you'd know more about this than me. I just wanted to hit you with it. Okay, so Buchecha, so he's got his debut set in
1: September. All right, so that's interesting. He's training with, well, I know he has trained with AKA. I don't Mm -hmm. know if he's still there. But Buchecha, it'll be interesting because he last, when his last jujitsu match was against Gordon Ryan, who also was in talks with mm-hmm. switching over to one. So I'll be interested to see how Buchecha does because he's, you know, he's just one of those guys that, if you're familiar with jujitsu, he's the top of the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a big dude, right? Like he's a heavyweight. So he's a big guy. But his jujitsu is that of a, a small lightweight. I mean, he's yeah. very, very, very. Flex I mean not flexible, crafty, um, but he's also has very traditional jiu-jitsu. So he's very good in terms of his passing and his basic sweeps. But one man, it's just a good place, I think, for a lot of these jujitsu guys to kind of start because when you look at America, and this is my personal opinion, when you mm-hmm. look at here in the States and guys watching uh, UFC fights and then there's a lot of grappling, you get a lot of these guys who are like, Boo, stand it up, right? You want to see knockouts in Asia, it's not so much of that, man. Like when, when there's grappling in, in Asia, like with these one fights, especially like they even just do grappling fights on their MMA cards. Mm-hmm. So like they're big fans of it. So it's really a good kind of environment for them to get started because right. they can really exercise their, you know, their game that they're trying to implement and not worry about the, you know, that Google lackluster
0: words. stuff. Yeah. With the fans. So I think it's cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, more guys take that chance to, you know, go up there and test themselves. Uh, we got some fight announcements. Clarissa Shields has her next fight for PFL announced, August twenty seventh against Abigail Montez. All right. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, you know, she's trying to make her improvements. Obviously, we've seen some things that didn't quite look great in her last fight, but she still won them. So, hopefully, she can make some adjustments there and keep getting better. Um, we have some boxing stuff real quick before we get to the ufc matches we got tito ortiz and anderson silva at 195 doing a boxing match on triller in september that'll be a fun one yeah i don't i don't know if tito is going to be able to hit anderson anderson looked really good he went you know he beat a world champion boxer obviously older but still i mean he had good movement head movement was good he was throwing out that jab i just don't know if tito will be able to like box him in i mean he did back out of a boxing match against dana white that's so. true. So <laughs> uh but I mean good for Anderson to keep yeah. you know keep pushing this. Keep it going. Um we do have some quick uh, in UFC uh fights announced. We have let will get back to it. Shab- like I said earlier, Shabazian has a fight against Nazardine Imov. Okay. That's gonna be on two sixty eight. That's a good fight. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that Nazardine fight before. I don't think so. Um he's really nice and then obviously Shabazian has a pretty good future if he can you know get back on the right track. Yeah. We have Alexa- Alexander Hernandez fighting Leandro Santos. That's a fun one. Yeah, that'll Alex be a Hernandez good one. is fun to watch. Oh yeah. And then um I know that Kevin Lee was supposed to be making his um welterweight debut or debut Uh, i don't think it'd be his debut but it'd be his return oh yeah return against sean brady yep well he's out now and daniel rodriguez is stepping in and we've talked about him he trains with cerrone at the his ranch okay and he's put together a a good two three fights uh so this will be a good fight for him to get a name like kevin lee yeah um the only other thing i have man is you know, Canelo's trying to get a fight in boxing with Caleb Plant. That's not even all the way through, but they're working on it. Uh, I know that's not a big deal for you, but for boxing, <laughs> that's a nah. that's a good one. <laughs> and then um Manny Pacquiao was supposed to fight Errol Spence. And that got canceled. Uh, Errol Spence had to get uh surgery on his eye. Hmm. And uh, I seen actually Bisping responding to some people, like trying to call him out about it. And Bisping was like, hey, he needs to wait till it's 100%. I basically rushed it. And that's why I don't have vision in my eye. Good on him for being honest. Oh yeah. Um, the only other bit of news I have, man, is uh, you know, gotta say uh, congrats to Jacare in retirement. Yeah, he's I mean, a good one. And I don't remember if it was you or Nate mentioned. You know, he's kind of be one of those guys. that was just one of
1: the best that never won a belt. Yeah, right. That was me. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: uh, you know, his accolades are crazy from strike force on, and yeah, he's got some really big wins. He's one that another one that I'd love to see do like. Get on the jujitsu circuit. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he's just
1: especially if I don't know if they're still doing the Metamorphs cards, but like your fight to wins, um, that would be a fun one. Get him in there with some big guys like Dude. Um,
0: set up him and Chael. Set it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun one to watch. Yeah, you got to give guy, you got to give guys to Chael that aren't super crafty because yeah. if they're good at like leg locks and stuff, I don't know if you have any of you want to see what I'm talking about. Go watch Craig Jones versus Chael Sonnen in ADCC from 2017, yeah. and you'll see Chael's leg lock game. But outside <laughs> <Yeah>. of that. <laughs> Well,
0: man, the only other thing I want to give you a chance to, I mean, we can, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because it's still up in the air, but we do have that boy Gable throwing out the the bait and then pulling it back and then throwing it back out.
1: Yeah. The the only thing I saw that we really, so we, again, this is kind of one of those things we don't know what's happening mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but what I, what I read was a kind of a statement by Scott Coker and he came out and basically said, we've been in talks with Gable's management. Um, obviously they think that they'd be a great home for him, which I think everybody does. But um, Coker, what he knows is that Gable's pretty focused on going back to school to wrestle a bit more, mm-hmm. and then we're going to kind of see where he goes from there. So I, th- I don't know. I think if he comes to MMA, he's probably going to start looking at I don't know because then we have to go with whether or not Coker's telling the complete truth, right? But he's the only one that's came out and said we've
0: spoken to him. Yeah, so. well, if you're Gable, you, you're obviously going to go – you're looking at the best bids. He can do whatever he wants. So he throws the I emoji at Dana, then he throws it at Vince McMahon.
1: Did you see what he said? I don't. So I think somebody posted it where he was talking about running through the division. Oh yeah, running through the heavyweight division. He, he thinks
0: he could be a, a champion in eight months, which obviously his wrestling will be on a complete other level. Yeah, but you got to be able to take punches as a heavyweight. It's different in MMA, man. Yeah, it's like go ask Astrid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean a lot. I mean, just even on the heavyweight side. Like, yeah. You see these guys that, you know, went on a local circuit, and it's probably because they hit somebody before they can hit them, but then they get hit, especially at heavyweight, man. It's just different. He's he's short. He's got a really good – he's kind of got that DC build, mm-hmm. but a bit more muscular, at least yeah. in terms of how he looks. So I, I wonder – I even wonder if he could cut. But he's young, too, man. He's got time to, you know, develop some more of yeah, his I mean, game. He's only 21. Yeah, he's I like mean at that stage
1: Northcutt age. Like well, yeah,
0: well, I'm just saying, like even at the UFC, like when when guys are really handling things, you're looking at like 30 years old. Yeah, 40. I mean, Anderson got up to 40, closer to 40 before he started falling off. And he's at a good time too, because we've got things like the Performance
1: Institute. So I'd be, I'd be really interested to see if he just decides to transition where he goes, how he decides to do it, because. He's got a lot of opportunity to really mm. do it the right way, so to speak, and not rush it, because like you said, he's so young, there's no no need to really rush it, and I don't know, I, I'd hate for him to get in there not fully prepared, as as, as prepared as he can be, and then not look great, because mm-hmm. he's got so much potential.
0: Yeah, and then I, I was talking to Jacob at the, at the reception, and he said that he'd seen a poll put out um, where people ask him, like, you know, is MMA the move for me, wrestling, and then NFL was one of them, like trying mm-hmm. to go for football. And he was, that got the most votes. And he was like, man, that's, that wouldn't be bad either. Cause there's a lot of money in the NFL as well.
1: Yeah. Just, I don't know. That's one of those where you look at guys who play and a lot of them are broke. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about that. I don't know why that is. But, well,
0: it's, and it's a little bit different now too. Cause these contracts have just gotten crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's a guy with a lot of options. So yeah,
1: I, I have a feeling he'll lean towards the wrestling, WWE stuff, or the MMA, just because it's a different kind of competition. I don't mm-hmm. know if he played a whole lot of football when he was in school, but I, I think when you're when you wrestled for as long as he has, you kind of crave that that one-on-one type of competition. It's just yeah. a little different.
0: So yeah, definitely has a lot of a lot of options, man. So um, excited to see it. Yeah. So I guess we'll do the the ceremonial. Do you have anything to to hit people with? Anything to hit people with. I really yeah, want to hit
1: something to Nate
0: because he's not here to defend himself. I mean, hey, go off.
1: It's really hard to do though because I feel like there's no honor in that. But he would do it.
0: Yeah, he's I mean, that kind of guy. He'll he'll throw a punch at you with your glasses off.
1: You know, that's true. I'm gonna just John Jones is the worst. Yeah, Pico Grams.
0: How do you feel about him ducking Stipe? Because he doesn't think it's a doesn't
1: exciting. Fight. Surprise me. He probably thinks Stipe would box his ears off, and he's trying to mm. avoid it. Right. So, I feel like that's really, this is more of Jones
0: being scared. Mm. So, that's the route I'm going. There you go. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to leave you guys with, uh, well, just congrats to Nate and Ash. you know, obviously. Yeah, um, congrats to you guys. That'd be a good one. Yeah. And so um, nice. outside of that, man, <laughs> if I learned any lesson this weekend, it's dancing shoes aren't made for, or dress shoes aren't made for the dance floor, man. No, they're not. They're sh- no. I had to jump into those tennis shoes quick because- yeah. It almost got bad. Yeah, so. I get it. What we can do, man, is just, we're just going to let you guys go with that, man. Okay. I, I think it's me, first song of the week. I think so. I'm going to go one. The Diplomats, I'm Ready, because Ooh. Nathan was ready for his wedding. I know that song. You do? I do. Nice. There i one. So. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great time, and we will talk to you later, Monagente. All right, peace. Wrong one again. Had to do it for you, there Nate. it is.